ain't no money in the cure. The money's in the medicine. That's how you get paid on the comeback. That's how a drug dealer makes his money on the comeback. That's all the government is, a bunch of motherfucking drug dealers on the comeback. They ain't cure no AIDS. That's all it is. You think they gonna cure AIDS? That's still mad at all the money they lost on polio. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort, so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it home, just that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and latch to nonsense, cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics, and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. Uh, well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I don't know. I we, I, we got to work on a new thing since we're not really doing an intro anymore. I mean, you know, this is the, the Tuesday episode of The Underground for this week. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, we or are uh, just catching back up with all this, we're now splitting the show into two weeks. Excuse me, two episodes a week. Um We'll do more social commentary on Tuesdays and then the more entertainment side. So movies, sports, video games, whatever happens to be a little more focused in that realm. Uh, That way uh, it's just a little easier for people to digest when they listen to it. And I've gotten some pretty good feedback about last week. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, I've gotten good feedback, too, as well. I think it's. I think it's a great idea, and as you just said, it's easily digestible. Yes. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into this. Um, I have a clip, and I think we're going to play this whole thing. Uh, yeah. We've we've been holding back on doing or holding off on doing this one for well, a few weeks. A few now, weeks too, now, just at least. Yeah, because I I wanted to spend a decent amount of time kind of talking about this uh, with you and we just keep kind of running out of time uh, with everything going on, but it's been a little bit of a slower week as far as mm-hmm. mainstream news is concerned. It, it, you know, we were talking about it on the phone earlier and it was like, Oh, the COVID regime is still just doing its thing. And yep. You know, so we're like, not really uh, going to cover that today, but if you, we do yeah. have information and update on it. If you want to see that, just check our show notes, and you'll be able to get all the updates on COVID that you want. Um, we're, in a sense, we'll be talking about COVID, but not in regards to any updates. Just kind of how the church is approaching it and what they should do better. Yeah, just you know, it's it's our opinion, uh, but it's it's kind of also based on the fact that it does sort of feel like the church has really started to snuggle up to the state, the state. or governments depend you know uh it's really funny I, I i use the word state more than i do government now and people go uh, the state and i'm like it it's just interchangeable with government it just means the government it and it i don't know i like it better um I know. so i'm uh, what's up oh okay so the reason that we're talking about this um, in the in the context of the the church sort of snuggling up with the state uh, has a lot to do with 
what seems like to us, and I'm I'm speaking for us, so tell me if I'm incorrect in in your assessment of this. Uh, okay. It, it seems to be that a lot of churches, whether they realize it or not, I would say they don't realize it, but they're they're doing this thing now where it's like Jesus plus mask, or Jesus plus you know the jab the punch whatever yeah. you want to call it the holy poke the holy, the holy poke. poke is that what we're going with i'm cool with us calling it the holy poke yeah i'm calling it the holy <clears throat> poke now that's uh you can just yeah. trademark yeah that's a, jo- a joseph trademark um so yeah there there seems to be this not only is that the case but there seems to be a lack of discussion towards people who feel differently about it or have mm-hmm looked into it and have decided that neither of those things are necessary for yep. themselves personally, right? Because this is what you and I have, like, said from the beginning. You know, it's like, you do you, but, you know, you don't get to force the stuff on me for right. for some sort of, like... And, and I guess the, the thing that's interesting about it, right, is that it... People are saying like, oh, this is for other people. We're doing this for others. But I don't see it that way. It it seems very like I want to protect myself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which again is really funny because the church has been, or I would say like church leadership has been notorious in the past for being like really unhealthy. (laughs) Yes. Like you, you see it with a lot of uh, like pastors or whatever. uh, You know what I mean? I think. To clarify your statement, as far as when it comes to big evangelicalism, and I think it just yeah, it's due yeah. to people putting, like, congregants or people from the outside putting those pastors and leaders on pedestals when they shouldn't be. I think it's a uh, – it's it's the biggest problem in America is pastors. Um, so uh, I fully believe that. And then the other part of that, too, is that the other biggest problem in America is – Christians who actually don't know Christ, nominal Christians, as we've talked about on this podcast. And so I think that also fuels it. And that's what gives rise to. um... Well, I was I was talking more in the sense of like being unhealthy because they're overweight (laughs) or they they eat terribly. Yes. yes. Um, That, too. I mean, (laughs) you know, you see that really much in, you know, Christian. And and maybe it's yeah, maybe it's a southern thing. Like, you know, my pastor's in good shape. Uh, and a lot of the guys that he's been bringing in, because uh, he was a breakthrough case, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the, the the people that he's brought in to preach, they've all been pretty jacked, you know. Um, their preaching style has been hit or miss uh, for me, but that's a totally different subject. Um, okay, so we're we're bringing this up because uh, Rick Warren made some comments recently, and we're gonna play the clip. Uh, about his his kind of his feelings on all of this and it, it, it this is where it kind of bothered me because and I'll play the clip but it, it, he seems to be really dismissive of having any sort of discussion about this it's like for a lot of people it's just settled and they don't want to talk about it anymore nope. e- even though there seems to be concerns about it it's very much like just shut up and and, and do what you're told mentality yep. uh, and again the, the, this is how we feel about it. Of course, you you guys know that you can always um, email us or get a hold of us on social media if you disagree. But uh, I just want to play this and uh, see, and we can kind of talk about what he says. Okay. 
do it. Any thoughts about the pastors who are saying, hey, the government's trying to suppress the church by not allowing us open, or now there's a conversation about, well, we're going to get shut down on YouTube or social media accounts because we're Christians. Anything you want to say into that space to those who are worried that freedoms are being curtailed on, like in a, in a discriminatory way? Yeah. Yeah, I totally reject that uh, idea. And the very fact that people tried to politicize a pandemic is just dumb. Uh, this is a safety issue, not a First Amendment issue. Now, you might have a case if everything else opened up except the church. Hmm. Okay? But we're not being discriminated against. There, the, We went through an entire football season. Uh, sporting events are shut down. There are no concerts going on. Theaters are shut down. Restaurants in Southern California are shut down. Uh, so you can go on and on. If we were the only ones, yeah, I would be the first to raise my hand and say, we're being discriminated against. This is not a discrimination issue. This is a healthcare issue. And the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. The most practical way right now you can love your neighbor as yourself, wear a mask. Hey, stop it right there. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to approach this from a, a Christian lens and theological specifically. So in the beginning, basically what he's saying is that the best way to love your neighbor, the most practical way right now is to wear a mask. Um, and what he is doing is placing a burden upon Christians that Jesus himself does not place. Would you, and I, are you going to explain that? So I was just going to be like, can you explain, go into that? Yeah. So what I mean is that Jesus doesn't directly comment on vaccines and wearing a mask. And I think he's, he's also, the other thing that he does in the beginning is he's only describing one neighbor. What about the neighbor who doesn't think that the government is correct? Maybe they have rightful concerns or questions. Maybe they don't. He's only referring to one neighbor. So right. the actual appropriate, based off of whom he's speaking to, the actual appropriate way to use neighbor in this sense would be the unvaccinated neighbor or the neighbor that doesn't want to wear a mask. Because that would be who is the, in the Good Samaritan story, the one who's been beaten up and stuff would be the unvaccinated, the, the separate one and everything like that. That's yeah, they're considered caste system. Yeah, they're but, considered like the unclean almost. Yes, the unclean. That's a good word. Uh, and so, you know, coming from him, it's not really surprising coming from Rick Warren for me, uh, just because of, you know, if you read The Purpose Driven Life, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or if you listen to any of his sermons, you also know what I'm talking about. This isn't me saying that he's not a Christian. Um, or no, not at like all. That, but his theology is very poor. Mm. Um, so this is a conversation I actually had with somebody yesterday, not necessarily about him. But this weird thing that's been going on where a lot of these guys, uh, and I don't really put Rick Warren in that category, but he kind of mm -hmm. falls into the overall category of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. There's a, a lot of guys like uh, Platt and Chandler, and um, th those are the two that are pretty prominent in my mind right now. And I know there's, yep. there's a few others, but they have sort of gone all in on this culture war thing. Yep. From the, the perspective of the culture. So last year with Black Lives Matter, with um, 
the uh, the marching and the protests. And I'll say I'll say this: I think their hearts were in the right place, but they were misled. misled. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yep. And the reason I say this is because I had a brief conversation with someone on Twitter uh, who's pretty prominent in that world, not a pastor. Um, mm-hmm. But the, I asked the person if they had ever read the sort of like about us section on the Black Lives Matter page where at the time it talked about how they were against the nuclear family and almost had this kind of like commune, the sense of like having a this commune. Marxist and communist sure, ideology behind sure. it. Yeah. Um, you could definitely go in that direction. It very it, it, There's a little bit of that there, but it, it felt more of like a – it had almost this like – they have those principles for sure, but their about us page when it came to like family, for instance, was almost like, and I guess it does fit into that, but it was like a, a very collectivist mentality about the way that yep. people sh- like children should be raised. Like your children don't just belong to you. They belong to the entire community and they must be raised in a specific way, um, yep. which is definitely has its, its, its roots in, in Marxism. But, uh, it's it's just it's also like a little bit different. It's not cl- it's not a hundred percent like classical in the sense. It's like they took the the idea of um, the needs of the many, if you will, outweigh the yes. needs of the few. So that idea of the yep. collective over um, the, the individual. individual. And the funny thing is, is that when you, as we know, and as you when you see throughout history, when you outweigh the collective over the individual, individual, instead of adhering to individual liberties what you get is um a breakdown of the freedom and everything you were hoping for with the collective yeah whereas when you focus on the individual over the collective you meet those collective goals um and and in the church really what yeah i was gonna say in the church it's a mix of the two and this is something i actually i haven't really gotten as far as like kind of bring this up at church i haven't really gotten any pushback from people Mm-hmm. where the big thing for me is that yes the collective of the church is important but it's made up of individuals yes. it's made, made up of and and this is something that's even um talked about in the bible i think it's first corinthians where he, at least it's one of the places where it's talked about where they talk about the body and that they're each the body is made up of different parts but they are the body still right, right? uh the different and again the, diff- the local church but the local church makes up the, the whole church so right. to say um, and and you you take that down to a more granular level, like uh, Joseph can't sing, but Joseph is a is a teacher. You know, um, you have qualities that you're able to use that are are God given um, to accomplish the goal of the collective, while still being an individual who chose to be at a church. Like you can, yes. you're you're not forced at gunpoint to to walk into a church. Right. You know what I mean? It's like that's not really a thing. It's it's not. Um, and so you're choosing uh, to be in that place and to come alongside other individuals to accomplish the goal of the gospel. Uh, and that just gets lost so often because a lot of the times the needs or like the need of the collective of the church has this tendency to completely outweigh the needs of the individuals who are there. It's like they completely forget yeah. that, uh, that a lot of the people coming in are sick, maybe not physically sick, um, but they need help. They need, uh, yeah, they're they spiritually need, sick. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, first off the, the needs that he is focusing on here aren't the needs of the unvaccinated. It's the needs of the vaccinated, um, which is ironic 
Right. Uh, Cause and yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You, oh, I was go gonna say because because again, as we've talked about a million times, and this is starting to get more confirmed, um, the the vaccine is for that person to yep. help them get less sick. Yep. And it would seem also that your ability to catch this. And the degree in which it helps different people completely varies. So it's not, it doesn't stop you from getting it. It clearly at this point does not stop you from getting it. It also doesn't stop you from carrying it to other people, right? Um, it, it's weird. Maybe it reduces symptoms. It, it seems to maybe do that. But here's the problem is that we don't have these kind of test groups, right? It's still so early. And, the, and that's yep. where this argument of it's been around forever it's like, well, if it's been around forever, wouldn't they have been able to be a lot more clear about this stuff? Anyway, we've talked about oh, this from. stuff for so yeah. long. Um, I, I just, um, I, so, his reaction bothers me, right? Because he just goes, I completely reject the notion that our liberties are at stake. And 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 here's the thing, yep. I I assume Rick got uh, the jab. Or the holy, the holy poke. The holy poke. Sorry, I gotta get into. I gotta get used to saying that. Yes, yeah, okay. Um, I assume he did. Right? Solo vaccine, David. <laughs> and what's interesting about it, and this is something that was brought to my attention uh, last week. I, and I, I think I at least to some degree prescribed to this. The people who went ahead and did it, right? Who are just mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to get it out of the way. Like, I am worried about my health. I mean, like, Rick Warren's, like, getting old, and he's not exactly in the best shape, right? Right. You know? Probably makes sense for him to get it. Sure. Um. But what it makes me think, and this, again, was just brought to my attention, so I'm just kind of throwing this out there as an idea, is that a lot of the people who decided to do that are not paying attention anymore. Yeah. They're stuck in six eight months ago where we were in the height of everyone going and lining up to get this thing and they're still believing all that stuff and they have not kept up with the most recent events that have been going on right so we're you know we're talking it is? go ahead so i think it is i'm sorry I no no, no. go ahead go ahead okay um remember when we were listening to the defendant confirmed podcast yeah rick warren is a seeker uh, sensitive church, right? Mm -hmm. A seeker movement church. And so I think because of what you just said, you know, they're stuck in six, eight months ago in the mainstream media, they're wanting to seek people. So it's like, how can we put people's safety and security over their liberty? Yeah. And to my knowledge, to my understanding of reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, that's not something Jesus does. And this is, again, like, Keep, oh, it, keep in mind, it's a conscious decision. It's a Christian liberty decision. So my answer may be different from David's, or our answer may be different from yours, and that's okay. It's on your conscience. The point is, is that the Bible doesn't give any authority to the government or anyone else over your body and what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily have time to really, really dive super deep into this, but my suggestion would be to... Um, read Romans 12, 13, and 14. Mm -hmm. um, and also 
and this is something that should I, I don't know how this got past so many people and I think it goes back at least to some degree the the issue with nominal Christianity in the country yes um yep. people and it, it drives me up the wall that people will take a, a chapter like Romans 13 and beat you over the head with it when and not be consistent with going for 11 and seeing the big uh, and 12 or like excuse me with like 12 and 14 to see the bigger picture yep you know um and all, also again you have to look at the context of where the christians were in the time of the church in rome mm-hmm. and the context of what roman emperors did to christians at the time if they stepped out of line mm-hmm. i mean like literally turning them into lamp posts Yep. Like hanging them up and lighting them on fire for their gardens, yep. like that kind of stuff. So it just, man, I, it it gets on my nerves. And, and to act as if the stuff that was going on in Canada that we've covered in the past, the stuff going on in Australia, right? The stuff going on with uh, China on a regular basis. Like you want to talk about a health, like, and, and this is the problem with this whole idea of like a health crisis is it's like we're never we are never guaranteed safety that's what i was gonna say that was the point i was gonna be is that we're not guaranteed safety and we all take calculated risks every day um it it should be a calculated risk it should be a calculated risk becoming a christian and you want to talk about something that's that's never talked about sorry go ahead i'll let you i'll let you explain it but it's a calculated risk becoming a christian and that's when jesus you see throughout the gospels in at least three of the Gospels, maybe in John, but I don't think so. I think it's only in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, where Jesus talks about denying yourself. It's a calculated risk. That's mm-hmm. what Jesus is saying. Hey, if you're going to follow me, it is going to cost you your life. Yeah. So spiritually, every single day is going to cost you your life, but it may cost you your life physically. But you know what? You're called not to fear man, but to fear God, the so, one who can destroy both the body and soul in hell. It's, I think there's, it just seems, again, it seems like there's this big gap today in that people are saying if you are a christian you will get vaccinated if you're not a christian and i don't really know anyone who's saying personally uh i'm not aware of anyone who is saying um if you're if you're unvaccinated you're the true christian if you're not vaccinated if you are vaccinated you're not a christian i don't know of anyone saying that i've only heard from one side that true Christians get vaccinated or wear a mask. And I just don't think that's the case. And, you know, again, Christians are called to give of themselves and to go into, again, not ignorantly, not with wisdom, not, you know, maybe with some vaccines that may or may work. This is a, these are brand new vaccines, all of them that we don't understand and know the long-term risk that could outweigh potentially the risk from COVID. Um, there's a lot of corruption involved in this, a lot of questions. And again, I'm not sitting here saying Pfizer, Moderna, John, uh, Johnson Johnson and AstraZeneca and whoever else created vaccines to be uh, not effective and stuff like that. I'm sure they probably wanted money. They probably wanted to make an, an effective vaccine. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to play it next week, I think. But I, I grabbed this short clip of Chris Rock who's another one of those guys that just something happened to him as he's gotten older. Um, and he's really just kind of like fallen in line with like the, the, the COVID regime. Um, oh, dude, just go from, just go to 2015, 2016 to, and 2017, heck probably even 2018. But those three years, 
Look at Jim Carrey. Look at Robert De Niro. Look at other celebrities who were coming out against vaccines and how corrupt and the pharmaceutical pa- company was uh-huh. and how. You so know, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're sucking the tit of the <laughs> vaccine or the the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, and and so Chris Chris has this really uh, has this bit about how you know uh, these the government and these people like the government is never going to cure AIDS because why would they do that? Right. It's like they, right. they want to like essentially keep you on their drugs. Right. They want to keep you coming back for more because they can keep taking money out of your pockets. Now mm-hmm. he does a great job of explaining it even better than I do. Um, and I'll, I'll play it next week cause there's quite a bit of language in it and I need to, to cut some of that just for the sake of, um, some some of our friends who enjoy listening to this like obviously we don't cut everything out but there was so much in it that i was like ah, i think i need to like yeah I, no, I I before before i play it so i might even just clip that one segment for the for like the opening of this where he talks about like the government being a drug essentially being a drug dealer uh, and they don't essentially like you were saying they don't want you off of the teat they want you to continue to uh, suck at it because that's how they keep making money they, exactly. they keep you fearful and they give you something that says as long as you're doing this you'll be safe um, that's what I kind of think with cancer too, and some of these other I things know. is that they, it's it it poises the question. Not saying this is true. That's not what I mean. But a billion dollar, billions and billions of dollars of an industry, billion dollar industry. Do they want to give that up to find a cure? But you would think when they find a cure, it make them money. But you never know. A lot of greed and a lot of corruption involved. Oh, abs- absolutely. With the pharmaceutical companies. I don't trust them to any extent. And I don't trust the FDA either. I don't trust the FBI, FDA, CIA, NSA, NDAA, <laughs> Joe Biden, Kamala all, Harris. Yeah, the, all those alphabet agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else uh, before we kind of move on to some of the more like I guess like political, like politically driven news. Uh, I mean, he says stuff like I couldn't imagine going to heaven and saying that I let people members die because I had such an ego. I needed a crowd to speak to. So he equates that those who are against it, that's why they're doing it. Yeah. And so he's, it's a straw man. Cause I haven't, no one has communicated that. Um, and I get, he's trying to say, you know, maybe they're not thinking about this. Maybe he could play it from that end. But in my mind, again, he's creating a straw man. No one's saying that. No one's thinking that. And it's possible, you know, with the mass, for example, um, no statistical dis- difference. And I've shown studies that actually have implicated that mass uh, harm more so than help. Secondly, with the vaccines, look at Israel right now. Look at other countries. Look at the vaccine, those who are vaccinated right now. Um, you know, you have someone like, you know, Joe Rogan, who's taken ivermectin prescribed by a doctor, healed in like three days. And you have Regeneron, you have all these other treatments. And that's my problem is they're only saying vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. It, you know, that doesn't make sense. People that I've known who have had the flu shot, the flu vaccine, I should say, and then have gotten the flu afterwards. Their doctor never said, well, you got the flu vaccine. Just don't worry about it and stuff. like." No, they said, you know, take here's medicine for it and stuff like that. So, uh. well, and yeah, I mean, 
Oh, you know what? This Rick Warren for you, yeah, though. The very last thing. Yeah, the last thing I'll mention is he's like, he, he says something along the lines of like, this has become so political or like, this is so politically driven. And it's so funny that every time I hear someone say that, it's like, yeah, but you're acting. And, and I, to some degree, I'm assuming, but I think this is the case, uh, just kind of based on, um, you know, the circles that, that he runs in, um, like with like Beth Moore and a lot of those people, they were mm-hmm. so outspoken about the whole Trump thing that it's like, it's like that Trump derangement syndrome is still sort yep. of there. And so they are blaming Trump for this even – and again, this is why I don't think that they're paying attention to what's going on. I really don't. I don't think that in like our modern day, a lot of these very prominent church leaders are paying attention to what's going on in the culture. You right? know why all this is going on, right? Why? Because there's so much of the world inside the church. Hmm? Yeah, that's why. And I think it's a lot of it state driven. I was like, we were joking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because like, I think your favorite person, David French, I think he's I, favorite. I, th- I think he works she's for my favorite Shiro. Yeah, I think he's a fed. And if he's not, he's planted specifically there and he has a handler in order to uh, preach a specific way to say, oh, this is the way that it needs to be bar none. Right. And it follows 100% step in line with the state. Everything that he's saying is exactly what the state wants them to do. So I I, I half-jokingly said the same thing about Rick Warren, where I was like, if he's not actually a Fed, he has some sort of handler, because he's so quick to deny that anything is wrong with the church, right? That any, mm-hmm. that, that there's any sort of encroachment upon the church, which is, is false, by a lot of the stories that we've been talking about again, right? Like the church never came out in the time when Australia got completely shut down and was like, it's time for these people to consider something like an underground movement. Right. Right. Um, Again, it's like kind of where the name of our podcast come from, came from where it was like, we hear all of these mainstream ideas and no one's talking about the other side. No, and not in like a right versus left or a Democrat versus Republican, but just this idea of like, okay, this seems to be the direction that the loudest voices are moving. Is there something that they're missing? Is there another direction? Like the stuff that isn't spoken about because it's taboo, right? Like even with like the subject of war within the church or, or and, and again, that seemingly to be confirmed that uh, Joe Biden's administration uh, droned a family and killed between six and seven children uh, a couple, like about a month ago, I guess, at this point. Like, that's still kind of circulating in the news. Uh, and then they're like, well, we we don't know. We thought it was gasoline. We saw an explosion, and it turned out to be like a propane tank or something. Right. So this is the kind of stuff where it's like, um, and I've I've mocked it with the whole like um, Larry Elder thing where that lady was in the the gorilla mask, the gorilla mask. and she like threw something yeah. at him and it's like progressive Christians are like I'll allow it uh, when they were all up in arms with everything that happened last year right it was like last year if anything was they, it was like blood was in the water last year right and now Dude, everything is completely calm down there is no racial new anything racial in the news right now very little. Yeah. It, Very little, yeah. right? Like, nothing's been blown up. BLM is, they, like, absolutely They're gone. The yeah. Uh, Ibram Kendi, like, all... I yep. think, um, what's her face? The the lady that wrote uh, White Fragility put out, like, some oh, new Robert book. Oh, Dude. She... Dude. 
why I'm a racist mm. and you should pay and listen to my it, yeah exactly uh, seminar. It was so funny too because I think people realized that she was being criticized because you're like, why are y'all listening to this white lady? Right, and then they were like, "Oh, she's like of Italian heritage," or they made some sort of like thing about some her sort descendants. Of Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> yeah, e- yeah, exactly. So she's not just this white lady telling people what to do, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is the is like peak Dude, irony, of course, in all of my this. My favorite Trump like clip and nickname and, and insult, obviously, was the Elizabeth Warren "Oh, Pocahontas." <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. Oh, man, that was just spot on. But, I mean, you're right. And David French definitely seems that way. He, you know, to say he shared on on uh, Twitter the New York Times article from his uh, friend Curtis Chang that said there's no actual religious basis for exemptions from vaccine mandates in any established stream of Christianity. And I'm just like, have you read? the bible to say there's absolutely zero ground again these people and i'm sure from that time to time we've all have been guilty of it but referring here to them they are putting a burden upon jesus that he doesn't say they're making man-made traditions man-made laws these are not laws from god it may be sinful for david french to not get the vaccine that does not mean that it is sinful for me. You right. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for some uh, people, it is sinful for them to drink alcohol. Their conscience doesn't want them to. For other people like myself, it is not. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on a lot of this, but I do want to kind of move on to a, a couple yeah, other things. Fine. I have one more big thing I want to talk about, but I, I do. Wait, w- before you move on, I just yes. want to let people know that there is another uh, priest. You'll see it in our show notes under oh, Solo dude. Vaccina that came out that said Jesus plus uh, every true Christian will get the vaccine and wear and a wear mask. mask. And wear a mask. And he also started uh, the sermon by giving his pronouns. Yes. He, him. Tell, like telltale sign, tell. man. Yeah, telltale sign. Yeah, I guess I guess in this DNA, you do need to tell because who knows. Um, so I want to, and again, talking about looking at things from a slightly different perspective than sort of your mainstream conservative milk toast opinions about uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world. Um, there are two, I guess, I'll, we'll call them smaller incidences because I, I swear some of this stuff is just a distraction from the major stuff mm-hmm. that's going on. Um, AOC was at the Met, um, the Met Gala that happened last week and she was wearing this dress uh, that said tax the rich uh, and immediately became a meme, which is the mm. way to do it. Like everybody uh, photoshopping in different sayings on the dress, uh, I think is the cor- one, at, le- at least one of the correct ways to handle uh, that garbage. Um, what did you think about it? And then I'll kind of give you a little bit of, of my opinion. Oh, I thought it was ironic considering that the tickets are $30,000, that -hmm. you're surrounded by an elite class and that your interns or assistants or whoever are all wearing masks and stuff like that. And it just shows it's hypocritical Mm -hmm. and it's trying to. I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's a, okay. That's a good way to just end it and and put it. So I'm I'm I think that uh, something that 
we'll say because it's sort of the opposite side and the conservatives were the ones that were all freaking out about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, like freaking out. And it's like, duh, guys, yeah. of course she's doing this. Like, why are you so why are you surprised? But and I, I think this is why AOC is actually significantly more clever than people give her credit for. And this was something Hotep Jesus pointed out, like this specific thing. Um, if you as far as I know, and it might not work on DuckDuckGo, but if you go to like Google search and you type in tax the rich, one of the first things that pops up is a website where you can buy her clothing. Do you know why? It's a grift. Exactly. She's a capitalist. Yep. And just like in instead of saying, why are all these people at the Met Gala or at the Emmys or all these things that have happened over the last week, why aren't they wearing masks? The conservatives should be praising them for not wearing masks. Be yeah. like, look at these, look at these leaders. You know, instead of going, instead of it being this like, oh, how dare this you? Yeah, look at it in a positive light. So you go, oh man, look at our leaders showing us that we no longer need to wear masks, right? Yep. So you play at the, essentially, you have to play by their own, own game, if you will. But not only that, but look at AOC and be like, I am so uh, inspired by this capitalist. This woman who had once was uh, a bartender, Matrix, yeah, right? making you know fifteen minimum wage or whatever, making tips, doing that whole deal, uh, to being someone who uh, was now invited to the biggest event of capitalism ever, uh, you know, who has who has taken like a name brand, like has created this this brand essentially, where and she's selling her her clothing and making money doing that like every good entrepreneur should do right um right. now obviously if i had time to write that up and really kind of like think about it you know uh i you could sell it that way and it, it could potentially be game changing for people instead of constantly looking at the stuff in the negative you go oh aoc is actually a lot like us she wants to make money like all of us she wants a better life for herself and the people she's around just like all of us um and then of course, like you're right, there is the the hypocrisy angle of it because she was trying to the lady who made the dress. She was essentially trying to make her seem like this woman who was like down on her luck and uh, makes incredible clothing and should be recognized. When it turned out that her her husband is like uh, a billionaire, or something like that. AOC's husband? No, no, no. The woman who made the dress. Well, AOC's husband is boyfriend. also boyfriend. Yeah, I thought I don't she was th- married. I don't boyfriend. think she's married. Yeah. I'm about to find out. I thought she was married. Uh, is extremely wealthy as well. Yeah. So it's it billionaire, something like that. Yeah, it's it's completely well, obvious she's... what's going on, and you know when you want to talk about the true meaning of the word grift, I mean that's essentially what she's doing. She's essentially uh, fooled all of these millennials into thinking she's some sort of like uh, champion for uh, the working class. You know, I guess I think it's the proletariat, mm-hmm. right? But in 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 reality, she's just a capitalist who's like fooling all these people into buying her crap, <laughs> like every good capitalist. Um, like just like Bernie Sanders, yeah, is what three houses last time I checked, maybe five, now. right? Dude, same same way with Patrice Colors. Yep, trained Marxist. It's like okay, hey, ten point <laughs> six billion dollars. She may take the cake, dude. Uh huh. She may take the freaking cake. And the funny thing is, is that with the conservatives, the other thing you have to think about coming so hard 
at AOC is who do you think that you're reaching? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that people have to be able to see it by now at this point or not? It's not like if I go up to someone who's liked her, that's a see here, she's wearing this tax to rich and she's at the Met Gala. I mean, that's why you have to subvert it. Like I said, you have to be like, yeah. oh, yeah, AOC is great. Be like, she is such a good entrepreneur and capitalist. And then you're like, uh, it's about using specific words that essentially will trigger them into being like, wait, what do you mean? Be like, she runs a store and she sells clothing there and she makes yep. money off of that clothing, right? She's also making. And, and again, I, this was kind of the other point that I had originally made with people where it's like she's wearing this dress that says tax the rich. And it's like, yeah, of course she is because that's how she makes her money. Like she's a, a congresswoman. They make their money off of taxes. Of course she wants people to be taxed. Like it's yep. it's like, duh. <laughs> and and the, the conservatives are too busy getting triggered by the statement, right? Yeah. Or, or just- them not wearing masks to do anything. And instead of instead of putting a positive spin on it, which is like, hey, they're all wearing masks now. We can. That's a good thing. They yeah. shouldn't be wearing masks. Yeah. Um. But there were some of their assistants and interns there at the Emmys who were wearing masks. I think that's what people were saying as far as like uh, hypocrisy with it. Yeah, but just like be uh, like, why? Yeah, it's like, oh, look how how great that they are. It's like I can't believe their their interns haven't caught on to the leadership the leadership qualities yeah, of right. these people yet that's the thing is like it doesn't matter like and I, that's the th- something a lot of people have like something people have to remember when it comes to sort of like media and this sort of like uh what what's the phrase the the performative nature mm-hmm. of uh, of it all of yeah of media is that the truth doesn't really matter in the sense of like for us, we're trying to talk to people truthfully, honestly, point point things out, right? But when you're talking about this kind of subversive game that you have to play, right, in that mm-hmm. sphere, you don't play it. At, this is why the conser- again, it's like we've talked about in the past. This is why the conservatives lose, right? Because they're they're playing, they're trying to play a fair game of baseball while they're getting gouged in the eyes by their opponents, right? And going, yep. it's not fair, but we still have to stay. We we no, we have to be fair. We have to do things the correct way. Uh, you know, and but you have well, to be smart about let's move, it. Otherwise, you look let's like talk a, about a this jerk. Sarah Silverman thing. Okay. I think that's going to be. Yeah, well, maybe we'll save Nikki for next week. Um, that was just another thing that I kind of thought was a distraction, considering a lot of the other stuff that was going on, and um, people. I really, thought it was funny. Yeah, it was. Dude, she was like going after some people. When she got went after like Megan <laughs> McCain, <laughs> and then she told Don Lemon that he had a small PP. I was like, this is amazing. I didn't see that. This one. is amazing. Yeah, is- she goes. She said awesome. something along the lines of like it must be hard to use because it's only three or four inches or something like that. I'd have to find. We'll find the tweets Dude, next week and we'll we'll go Pierce through it. Morgan and she said she's like I'll bring the tea and biscuits or whatever. Yeah. You bring your uh, big red nose and yeah. clown shit. <laughs> so I mean, shout That's out, like, shout out to her. So spot on. I, I think people need to be careful, and this is another kind of criticism I have of like of conservatives and the kind of libertarians at the same time is that anytime someone shares an opinion who has generally not been on their, their side on a majority of topics becomes their side on one thing. They want to adopt that person in because they have clout when it's like, no, like we can have conversations about what she said and why she was right in areas and appreciate the humor in it. But it's like, that doesn't necessarily mean this person is now on your side and now going to become one of you. Like, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous, yeah. but yeah, let's let's talk about I this. Was, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was wondering if she's going to if she's being red pilled or not, but that uh, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about Sarah Silverman. Yeah, 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 we'll see after that White House visit. I'm not sure. 
She got uh, that. Actually, that bou- apparently it was just a phone call. Uh, oh, they she said, hey, yep, hey. She got that boule phone We're call. We're not paying you all that money. That's all like that. Yeah, you need to stop it right now. Mo Mo talks about that all the time. And it's like that boule phone call rings, uh, and you e- it either comes from someone in like the uh, the sort of like boule class of uh, blacks, or if it's really you really messed up, you get the call from the the big house, and then they're like, you got to knock that off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, Mo's the best. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about this. So Sarah Silverman had an epiphany, I guess. This was the most. This was one of those things last week where I just went, "Huh?" I was like, "Who's she been talking to?" Like this, this didn't just come out well, of nowhere. She's a comedian, and um, a lot of the comedians that we know of are more like pro liberty if that makes sense yeah um kind of see things from a slight perspective as we do but go ahead yeah so um this is just something that that she kind of talked about so we'll play the clip and then we're going to kind of discuss this uh for the rest of the show all right i mean this may be a negative thought but or maybe a positive one i don't know but if people aren't getting along uh like in relationship they break up you know, so like, why don't we just finally just realize that this, these states aren't working and like divide up into like two or three countries of like USA one and USA two. And they can be USA one, like the conservatives can be USA one because they love being number one and that it means something to them. And I'd love to have that be theirs. They can be USA one. We'll be USA too, and we'll be allies. And you'll come over here, and we'll go over there. And you know, when you come to certain, many times when you go to a different country, you have to get a vaccine. That's that. By the end of the question, by the end of my answer, I have no idea what the question was. I don't think I'm anywhere near it. So yeah, extremely well thought out. Um. But uh, she brings up an interesting point, though, and I think this is putting us a timeline that's similar to Rome, but maybe it's Mm. quicker escalating because Rome was like a thousand years or so. Um, Well, they divided up into two empires, Eastern and Western Rome. And but there may be a, a point here. And I think, you know, originally when. The U.S. came together. All the states agreed to the constitution. You know, all the states agreed they were their own individual company countries, and then came together. Right? Uh-huh. That was the whole point. So I think, you know, there's a point to be made there that all the idiots can be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, we lost that. some that people. Was, <laughs> yeah, right. So no, no, no. this is a top. The, sorry, there's going to be idiots on both sides. Yeah, so of course. But. uh no, all the people who are again pro the vaccine taking her train of thought right uh, can be in USA too, and then all those who are, you know, against the vaccine can be in USA one. I think there's it's it's more so about this. <laughs> well, it's it's being able to live how you want to live, and if uh-huh. you prefer to live this way, that's okay. You should have the right to live that way, and we want to support that. And you know what? If anyone tries to harm you, we're going to defend you. Exactly. Um, and then the same well, way vice versa. Okay, 
uh, maybe you don't agree with us, but you can respect our right to live this way. And then if anyone tries to harm us, you can you can help us defend as well. Let me um back up for a second because I generally agree. Except I don't I don't think the vaccine's necessarily going to be the the dividing line, right? No, um, it's not the dividing line. That's just a minute. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I was just going off of what she said. I, this is a subject that. I think a lot of people are scared to approach and I want to just kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of like pulling the, the curtains open and, you know, showing all the dust and, you know, making sure that everything's clear to people. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, what she's talking about is secession. Yep. Um, de- decentralization is another word that gets used a lot that it goes kind of hand in hand with that, even though it's, the meanings are slightly different depending on what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think she's totally wrong. I, I don't think she's thought about it enough, like you were saying. Um, but there's no reason, and we've discussed this somewhat in the past, like right. really early on in the podcast, like episode first couple of episodes. Right. Um. There, it, it makes no sense that 300 people in DC make the decisions for 300 roughly like 330 million Americans. Right. Right. It doesn't make sense that because California wants something a specific way that South Carolina has to go by those same standards, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Different parts of the country, people ha- grew up differently, they have um uh, different cultures really and and that's something that's yeah. always kind of funny that gets lost in america is that new york isn't the same as georgia california isn't the same as texas right uh and we're being forced to have the same government we're being forced to pay taxes that go towards things that we don't like that we don't approve of and that killing in kids via abortion or killing kids and innocent civilians via bombs. Yeah. Or, you know, the, this, there's, there's a lot of things. So those are the two I think yep. you and I talk about the most, the most, um, but this, if done correctly and done with a, a bit of wisdom on the part mm-hmm. of the people who are over it, is a peaceful answer to a lot of issues. It's an mm-hmm. answer to the regime change wars that the empire of the United States has been doing for the the past hundred years, if not more than that. I'm just kind of basing it on some of the stuff that I've been learning recently. Um, you know, we talked about earlier, like the drone strikes that have been happening and, you know, the, the current administration and past, all I would say just about every past administration just does not care about that stuff it's just sort of like they they, they're like collateral damage i mean it's just what happens and you're like that's the way that you see like killing innocent people um it there's something healthy to it because you can have your socialist society if you if you want to have a community of people that all agree that you're going to uh help pay for everything and and you want to see if that experiment works go for it right um, right. There are so New Hampshire is already uh, 
in the process of potentially trying to do this. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's really funny because they might beat Texas to it. And I think that, you know, some of the areas that Sarah is a little off on, again, is that, like, first of all, that all conservatives think the same way, which really isn't true, right? Yep. In the same way that, like, not all liberals think the same way. People are willing to put up with certain things depending on where they live. Um, but a lot of people got to have to remember, you know, this isn't about race, right? And there's sort of this misunderstanding of the Civil War, right? The South secedes, right? And yes, they wanted to keep their slaves. But the North didn't give a crap that they had slaves. Like, if you really yeah. look into some of that stuff, like Abraham Lincoln, after the Civil War, wanted to ship all of the blacks to, like, some islands. Like, he wanted, yes, he, he essentially wanted a white America. And so it's one of those things that's like, when you talk about secession, a lot of the time people like to throw out that idea of racism. They like to throw out that idea of a civil war. And it's one of those things that doesn't have to happen that way, right? What people yeah. want, and I think you and I have kind of come to an agreement on this. I think most people, other than, you know, the some of the morons on social media who think that the worst case scenario is the thing that's going to happen every time. And it's why conversations like this need to be had and why, you, you, you know, every kind of conversation needs to be on the table, right? Talking about the First Amendment and things like that uh, is so that people can hear the ideas and hear that it's not just these crazy people who are like the liberals are are going against god you know what i mean like they're it, it, we're yeah. we're trying to have a very reasonable rational adult conversation about the state of this country right um mm -hmm. and reconciliation and i'm always mm -hmm. you know always prefer reconciliation over uh divorce obviously uh separation <laughs> um but as far as when it comes to a country, it, it may be something that at this point, maybe it's irreconcilable. Right. And it may be better just to have, okay, if you want to live your life this way, then, you know, we'll split it in half and be Western and Eastern U.S., you know, or whatever. So, um, and, and it's one of those things, you know, if you want to use abortion as an example, because we've, we've talked about this a lot. Um, you don't, I don't think that you're ever, th this is just the case with mo trying to convince people to be on your side of anything. You're never going to mm -hmm. convince everybody. Right. But you might right. be able to convince a state, right? Like say Texas, right. de Texas decides to break off and become its own nation state. Right. Mm -hmm. They could outlaw abortion in Texas. You're no longer part of the union. They yep. could do a lot of things and be, be Texas. Right. And if you don't like the way that that Texas is running, there are plenty of other states that you could go to. And I understand that it's hard for people because sometimes it is hard to move. Sometimes you have family and you just, you have a connection there. Um, but you kind of have to, to decide if you're willing to be okay with that. Right. And it's not as if you wouldn't, right. if, if, it, if you were so in need of doing something like that, it's not as if you wouldn't be able to get to another state. Right. Yeah, Just playing exactly. the sort of like playing devil's advocate with the whole thing, I guess. Being able to go, okay, well, it's illegal here, but I could cross over into another state where it is legal. It's like buses, buses exist. I'll just people have cars. Like it's not, it's not as if we live in a society where a woman who 
is who wants to do that badly wouldn't be able to find the means to do that right but again going back to the idea of taxes if if my taxes were no longer going to see because personally i don't i don't want my taxes going to anything that i think is essentially part of the murder cult right so anything that dc is essentially doing where whether that's giving money to planned parenthood or whether that's bombing people in other countries for whatever psychotic reason that they have um i don't want my taxes going to that it's i i think that for one i think that is the christian standpoint i think i think if if you're trying to argue almost anything else when it comes to the idea of like paying taxes and being annoyed, really, I, I'm just saying annoyed, even though it's probably a deeper emotion than that. Um, but being like, no, it's morally wrong that I can't tell the government no about the way that they spend the money that they forcefully take from me. Mm. Right. And so, right it's a lot easier if the states were their own nations essentially under some sort of mutual protection agreement for me to get to the governor to be like i'm not doing this it's like you cannot make me pay taxes i don't think at all but in this case like obviously abolition that sort of thing it's a slow Mm -hmm. process right it's not something that necessarily happens overnight right uh it's like i don't I think it's morally wrong for you to make me pay taxes to go to things that I believe are hurting people, that you are actively hurting people by uh, taking taxes from me on top of hurting me. (laughs) Yeah, I think if we are going to split up, the way that we should do it is splitting up people that trust the government, like that want to be be like a child to the government and have the government be their mother or father from the people who want to take their safety and liberty into their own hands mm-hmm. instead of like splitting it between like red and blue states um just do it that way right well i i, I it's one of those things that and this is the way that a lot of the like um ancaps or um the libertarians will kind of put this is where they're like it starts with the federal government Let's take them. Yep. Let's let's reduce their power. Let's take them out of power. Let's essentially make them nothing. Let's let the states make decisions, and from there, you know, take like New Hampshire, right? Like New Hampshire's pretty small. It, it'd be pretty easy for them to go like all the way down to the individual. They still want trade. They still want you know all these other things. It's like, but if you're here, if you're moving here, it's like you don't have the right to hurt another person, take from another person, anything like that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but then say like a, a somewhere like California, okay, California's on its own now. Well, let's say like Northern California, or there's like some areas that they call um, the state of Jefferson. Right. Um, a lot of people up in Northern California. Um, I have a friend who's from there, and uh, she kind of she's told me a little bit about it, and it's just it's a completely different atmosphere and a different culture from Southern California. So if if there were enough people that were like, you know what, we want to be our own state. It's like we want our own government. We want to decide for ourselves uh, what we're going to do. We don't want L.A., San Francisco, or any of those places uh, in Southern California to make a decision for us. We would still like to trade with you. Mutual protection is still on the table. It's like that's the thing. It's like it can be peaceful. It can work. Mm -hmm. Um, There just has to be a a certain amount of maturity, I would say, among – the people and realizing that no we don't we don't want 
uh, or, or like, okay, you can do your own thing, you know. And again, it comes back to that idea of just not not harming anyone else or trying yeah. to like force anyone else into something that you right. But if Southern California wants to become a massive socialist state and you know, like govern me harder, daddy, they're more than welcome to do that at that point, right? They're they're more and than that, welcome to tax their people into oblivion and see how it works. Exactly. So and that is all right. I think that's a good place to end it. Agreed. Considering, you know, we're a little bit over that hour mark now. <laughs> um but just yeah, so barely hopefully it doesn't hopefully it doesn't lead that way hopefully we can rectify things can reconcile but if not i think that's an amicable way and peaceful way yeah. to do it because yeah. it does seem like we're you know that the current administration is like leading to more and more um i'll say this instigation uh-huh. and i think you know none of us want violence none of us are for that we don't want a civil war it, Nobody wants that. Yeah, I, I told I told you earlier. I was like, I don't want to fight a civil war for the conservatives. Are you kidding me? Exactly. I have no interest in or doing for the that. Democrats. I would laugh um, in someone's face if if they were trying to get me to do something like that. Right. Be like, go away. <laughs> and I think it just goes back to the point and the heart of this podcast, or one of the points of this podcast. I should say not the heart, but the point of this podcast. One of the points is to get Christians away from the state so they're not just attached to the state but breaking and separating away from the state Mm -hmm. the separation of church and state isn't so that the state can be protected from the church it's so that the church can be protected from the state yeah and that's what we need to be reminded of and get back to Mm -hmm. uh stop listening to david french um (laughs) (laughs) that's a great place to end it all right everybody well we will be back on thursday uh we're gonna be talking about uh norm mcdonald passing uh, uh the cowboys and washington won because joseph has to talk about his uh his sports um the playstation 5 showcase recently uh which is going to be fun to talk to joseph about i may have already convinced him to buy a ps5 but we'll see uh and then we're also going to talk about some controversy with the most recent james bond so we will see you guys then thank you for listening politics ruins everything hey.
Taxation is theft. 